Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson back behind the microphone today. Good productive visit uh, in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday at the Barrett Talk Radio Summit. Got to speak on stage there. Took me forever. So it's about three and a half, four hours from Nashville to Atlanta. I had to go to a, a social hour last night networking with radio affiliates and whatnot and hit the road home with road construction uh, on I-24 in, in Tennessee and then I-75 in Georgia, it took, I got in at 2 o'clock this morning. And I want you all to know, I am a uh, 40-something-year-old man who had to text my mommy to tell her that I was arrived at the hotel safe so she could go back to bed. <laughs> She's like, my gosh, it never stops. You still got to check in with mom and make sure she knows you're okay. Uh, God bless my mom. She stayed up praying for me on the road. I was tired by the time I got, I did not expect it to take that long. There were so many times the interstate was down to one lane. Uh, And at one point in Tennessee, like all the lanes were closed. You had to drive in the emergency lane, but I made it. And here I am with you, highly caffeinated to begin today's work and show. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, you can also text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, get the show notes and all that stuff. Now, so there are two pieces they came out, um, one yesterday, one today. Uh, one from Nate Silver, who's on the left, one from Rui Teera, who's also on the left, who's been following the blue-collar uh, voter problem for the Democrats. And I, I, I want to weave them together. Let me just begin here with, with Nate Silver. As political pet peeves go, this one is pretty high on my list. There's a habit among a certain type of left-leaning political commentator to brand you a right-wing conservative If you're even one step to their right, they'll somehow characterize you that way, even if you're not discussing your political views at all, but instead engaged in reporting on analysis that implies bad news for their side. Here's a good case in point involving uh, Parker Malloy, an obnoxious left-wing commentator. After Nate Silver wrote about Joe Biden's age accused Silver of wanting Ron DeSantis to win. Now, move beyond him, go to Rui Tierra, uh, respected Democratic strategist and pollster. 
his piece today, The Democrats' Oliver Anthony Problem. By this, I don't mean that future political outcomes will depend directly on reactions to any specific song by any specific singer, but I do think that Democrats' reaction to Richmond, North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony tells you a lot about where the party is today and where our politics is likely to go in the next year or two. Consider that Anthony's song is powerfully directed above all at economic unfairness and a system that screws the working class in and favors the rich who want to have total control. Catnip for Democrats, right? Wrong. Because Anthony neglected to scrub his lyrics of lines that might offend the tender sensibilities of the liberal commentariat. His song has been excoriated as welfare bashing and conspiracy tinged in the wheelhouse of the QAnon movement and, of course, racist. Most generally, the song has been summarily right-coded, and Anthony dismissed as an agent of the other side, despite Anthony's stout denials that he is, in fact, on the right. More to the point, does the fact that Anthony complains about those taking unfair advantage of government programs make him a screaming racist reactionary, as many liberals seem to think? Andy Levison correctly notes, quote, Anyone who reads the hundreds and hundreds of pages of focus groups where working-class people complain about welfare cheating will notice one interesting fact. A vast number of the anecdotes the participants offer are not repetitions of conservative cliches about African-Americans and welfare Cadillacs, but rather very specific stories about these workers, able-bodied friends, neighbors, and relatives who are drawing undeserved disability payments or workers' compensation or cashing Social Security checks that should be going to someone else in the person's family, and their sense of contempt for these people who they know personally is far stronger than it is against any abstract stereotype. true. Now, let me step away from these two men of the left who are upset with people on the left. Have you noticed how the people with the coexist bumper stickers are least likely to want to coexist with people like you and me? Have you noticed the people who preach tolerance the loudest are the most intolerant? And they've developed a sort of apologetics for their intolerance claiming, well, I'm intolerant of intolerance, except everything they don't like is perceived as intolerance. Therefore, they don't actually have to tolerate anything they don't like. It's having a realignment effect on the politics of the culture. And by the way, they're not alone, though. Listen, I know people on the right who are just as bad. And you do, too, and it might be you. But one of the things that the right has always been able to do is separate art from artist. So, for example, I like Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's my favorite band. Eddie Vedder is hyper-progressive. Eddie Vedder is a, an advocate of Planned Parenthood. He's an advocate of left-leaning causes. I love the music. I don't like his politics. And I can separate the two. And I can listen to Yield. I can listen to some of my favorite songs. But I know people on the right. These I can't listen to him. I won't listen to him. Taylor Swift, did you hear she supported Joe Biden? How dare you take your child to her concert? I've taken my kid to three Taylor Swift concerts and an Adele concert. I've been to more Taylor Swift concerts than any band that I like. I've never been to a Pearl Jam concert. I got a buddy of mine who wants me to go with him next year to a Pearl Jam concert. I want to go. I got invited by Eddie Vedder one time to go to a concert, and then it COVID hit and I couldn't do it. But I I I would love to go see Pearl Jam. 
on stage. But my kids have musical tastes, and I've been taking my kids to the concert. And I'm kind of stunned at the number of people on the right when I've mentioned taking my daughter to a Taylor Swift concert. That, And she, by the way, is smart enough to separate the art from the artist. These people are like, I can't believe you would take your child to that. But there are way more people on the left like this who, when their their favorite actor or musician comes out with a view that they don't like, suddenly they can't like the art. Look at J.K. Rowling. This woman has almost outsold God himself when it comes to books. Had the Holy Bible come out about the same time as, as Harry Potter, she'd have been dominant. She'd have crushed God in book sales. He's got like 1,800 years head start on her for book sales. But the left loves Harry. I mean, Harry Potter, y'all, the, the number of people, uh, millennials and Gen Zers who love Harry Potter. I mean, it's good. And the books, by the way, I've read the books. The books are actually good. I'm not one of those people who say, you can't read that book. You're a Christian. No, no, no. They're good books. And actually, there are attributes to the Christian faith woven into particularly the last book. It's a fascinating. That last book is a very thick book. It's very well done. But J.K. Rowling is a turf. Trans-exclusionary radical feminist J.K. Rowling believes that women are women, men are men, and men cannot become women. And that has driven woke progressives insane. They can't read Harry Potter anymore. Like they can't play the Harry Potter video game anymore. And I mean, these are like like the dress-up kids who would dress up as like a Harry Potter character for Halloween. And now they, they get no pleasure in it because J.K. Rowling doesn't share their politics. The people who practice tolerance tend to be the most intolerant. And this is having cascading effects in society. Working class Americans Non-white working-class Americans are getting a little tired of being lectured. Like, for example, do you know the people in my circle of friends and and acquaintances and the, the larger universe of people I know, do you know the ones who are the most hostile to illegal immigration? The legal immigrants from Central and South America. That's right. You go talk to a Mexican who is now an American who stood in line and filled out paperwork and took tests and came back and came back and came back and came back. That guy is really furious with illegal aliens. You go talk to the person who immigrated from Spain or Brazil Hispanic, Latino, doesn't matter. You go talk to them. They took the time. They put in the work. They are really furious with the Democrats' immigration policies. And if you talk to a Democrat about it, well, those people must be racist. You're you're telling me that the Latino, I'm sorry, Latinx from Guatemala who came here legally is a bigot, is a racist because they don't like illegal immigrants. This is where the left has gone. And it's starting to show up in the data about the political realignment in the country. In the latest Quinnipiac poll, Joe Biden's economic rating is 25% approval. 
25% approval among white working class voters. He's got 56% approval, 56% approval on the economy among white college voters. 56% approval. It's because the white college-educated voters of America aren't quite feeling the effects of Joe Biden's economy right now. You wait until ChatGPT starts taking their jobs. They're going to become radical reactionary turfs as well. It's remarkable. I, for example, so the inflation news came out, what, yesterday? Inflation came out. There, there's there's a story. The Wall Street Journal has this. U.S. income has fallen for the third straight year. Rapid price increases hit household finances in 2022, cutting inflation-adjusted medium income to $74,580. More kids went into poverty last year than any of the last 10 years. This is Bidenomics. The number of white college-educated Democrats on Twitter who were blasting the data, that the, the, the data doesn't tell you the full story. After all, inflation isn't as high as it was. By gosh, Bidenomics is working. No, Bidenomics is working for you. And here's the thing that's the most notable thing of it all is that in the past, for much of American political life since World War II, it was the Democratic Party that was way more empathetic to the working class on these issues. When Republicans would look at the numbers and say the economy is roaring, particularly in the in the Reagan administration, Democrats would say, but you're leaving people behind. Income inequality is growing. Now they don't care. They talk about income inequality as long as you don't do anything about it. And if you speak up, you're accused of being a, a Trump supporter. If you criticize Joe Biden, you're accused of being a closet Ron DeSantis guy. They tolerate no criticism. They abide no dissent. The practitioners of tolerance are the most intolerant people in America. And the polling, the internal Democratic focus grouping, and the Republican focus grouping, and the reality before your eyes is that it's driving a larger and larger percentage of the working class who are not white into the hands of the Republican Party. The Democrats have lost their ability to empathize with people who don't have a college degree and love Jesus. And that's going to have profound realignment effects, not just this coming election season. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I, I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number 877-973-7425. It is remarkable to look at the data for the cost of living and the consumer price index. In fact, I just uh, retweeted um, Lucas Tomlinson, 
uh, Fox News with this graph from the Wall Street Journal. The spike in gasoline prices has so much to do with the cost of everything else going up because as gas prices go up, upwards of 50% right now from 2021, uh, it's causing food and uh, core inflation, everything else to go up because as gas prices go up, it trickles into the energy costs related to the production of everything else, the transport of everything else. And the Biden administration, of course, has just shut down uh, Anwar. So remember, oil is a futures market. Jennifer Granholm is testifying this morning before Congress and denies that shutting down uh, Anwar impacts the current cost of gas. That's not true. When it was announced, gas prices went up a little more. Why? Because gas is priced on a futures market. You look at the future available fuel sources. And because they shut down Anwar, it, it caused gas prices to jump up. They, they, they engage in shenanigans and lies. She, in particular, notorious about lying about the cost of energy in this country. And uh, their radical push forward, y'all, we have got to get 2024 right. We have got to win in 2024 and have enough resources to take back the Senate and hold the House and expand the House to be able to stop these shenanigans. And I just I, – I am – I'm turning pessimistic about the future because I think we're going to screw it up. The stupid party will rear its head and be stupid. Um, it's It's just remarkable. Okay, we got to move on. We got a lot of other stuff to do. We'll take your phone calls as well, 877 973 7425. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, something that happened at the Apple event. No, we're not going to talk about iPhones and Apple Watches and stuff. Just just bear with me here. There's, there's a lesson to be learned uh, from something that Apple did on stage yesterday when they announced, or on Tuesday when they announced their iPhones and Apple Watches. Of course, when I drove to Nashville on Tuesday after the show, I got to the hotel and immediately had to watch the Apple keynote and get my Apple Watch ordered and my iPhone ordered. So we'll talk about when we, no, no, no I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just, just bear with me. When we come back, we'll get to it. Right now, I got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. As Binomics is having the, the logical effects of fallout of cascading prices in this country, Americans for Prosperity is at the state level and at the congressional level leading the effort to fight back against Binomics, and they would love your help. They're explaining to Americans why Binomics is bad. They're explaining to state legislatures, particularly in red states, what they can do to fight back against Bidenomics. They want you on their side. They want you as an effective advocate for small government. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You go sign up with Americans for Prosperity. They will teach you to be a more effective advocate for free markets and free people across the country. They will teach you how to advocate for limited government to your neighbors, your local governments, your state legislatures, and more. Americansforprosperity.org. That's .org. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go join them. Be one of more than 4 million activists nationwide fighting for free markets and free people. He's got the courage to tell you the truth, because the truth is what matters. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. You can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, 
to 33777 and sign up for the show notes, get the podcast, the live stream, find me around social media, all that sort of stuff. Happy to have you. Now, I want to go to Bob, waiting patiently. Meant to talk about this earlier. Bob, welcome. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Back in uh, 2015, uh, what I call the state media started going after Trump as being this authoritarian figure, World War III, et cetera, et cetera. And it appears that it's it's Biden is the one that's the authoritarian with his man, with his vaccine mandates and now sending out memos to news organizations instructing them to go after um, go after Republicans and their families. And now I understand there's a, a Democratic uh, activist uh, who has worked with the Clintons that is now uh, said that he's going after Republicans' families. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, they, they are uh, they're, they're attacking Republicans. They are going after possible uh, conflicts of interest, essentially claiming, well, these Republicans are doing what Hunter Biden and, and Joe did. For those of you who don't understand, there was a memo that went out yesterday from the Biden administration urging the media to begin questioning Republicans and ties of Republicans to industries and conflicts of interest and the like. And the media dutifully did as they were told. What's so funny is that some members of the media sent out the memo and reported the memo had happened, and then you saw other members of the media start doing exactly what Biden wanted them to do. They are playing together, uh, and it is it's it's they're working hand in glove. Now we'll get into more of that here, but I I, I want to focus on something real quick. So you know I'm an Apple guy. I I, I like Apple products. They have a keynote. They used to do it in person until COVID. Now they do these slick prepackaged videos that are timed out. Um, they took 10 minutes, though, starting at about 16 minutes, 30 seconds into their presentation on Tuesday. They decided to do a video. They had Octavia Spencer, I believe it was, uh, played Mother Nature. You have Tim Cook, who actually did a very good job as an actor in the skit with Apple and supposed Apple employees, Lisa Jackson, who was Barack Obama's director of the EPA. He's now Apple's advisor for the environment and chief environmental officer. I, I just, just listen to some of this. Okay. How is the weather coming in? I am Tim. Yeah, I'm gonna do the offices already carbon neutral. Yeah, all yours. Here comes Mother Nature. Notice, by the way, in this video how just cold and uncaring she is. Building shakes, the wind builds. I hope we didn't keep you waiting. Mother Nature, welcome to Apple. How how was the weather getting in? The weather was however I wanted it to be. Let's cut to the chase. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future for the planet we share. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today. So who wants to disappoint me first? And it goes on from there. They brag about all the wonderful things they've done. Now, a lot of us, myself included, looked at that and thought, wow. I mean, Apple is a highly progressive company. 
and they're going all in on this environmental stuff, and they're bragging about the record. They've got a lot to brag about, by the way. So 100% of the energy designed to produce all Apple products and services comes from wind and solar now. That That's something to brag about. They've, they've built this Eden in Cupertino, California, if you ever go out there. Uh, they, they've got, I mean, they brought in plants. They built this ring, this building. It was Steve Jobs' last project. They're all in on this, and, and they did this entire segment, very worshipful of, of Mother Nature. It's, it's very pagan. Now, a lot of people looked at this and said, my gosh, they, Apple, is, is this is like, like cult-like environmental worship. Yes, it's true. But I want to turn this on its head for a bit, and I wrote a little bit about this this morning on my Substack is all the people I know looking at the saying, good gracious, these people are, they've gone all in on this uh, worship of the environment and, and environmental cultism and stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing, you know what Apple did? They did it themselves. They did not go to the government. They didn't hire lobbyists. You know, up until two, three years ago, Apple didn't even have lobbyists in Washington. They only started doing it because of Facebook and Google trying to lobby against them. They, they had to step up their game. They did this themselves. They used their money. They didn't use your money. They didn't use my money. They Well, they used my money because I buy a lot of their products, but they didn't use taxpayer money to do it. They did it themselves because they have embraced this environmental religion and the religiosity of it, the, the, the worshipfulness of it. They did it themselves. They didn't wait on the government. They didn't try to commandeer the government. Sure, they've given lots of money to progressive politicians, not always successfully, but in Republican administrations and in Democratic administrations, they set out to have a goal, and they did it. They didn't rely on the government. They didn't demand the government force others into it. They didn't bully other companies to do it, to try to make themselves look good. They just went out and did it themselves. So I think about this uh, because there are so many conversations of you, you got you to gotta have government to do stuff. Do you know Chick-fil-A closes on a Sunday? Chick-fil-A did not bully the competitors into closing on Sundays. Chick-fil-A did not go demand that the government pass blue laws to shut down other businesses on a Sunday. Hobby Lobby, same thing. Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A both pay their employees more than their competitors do per hour. They tend to offer better benefits, and they close on Sunday without government fiat or government demand. I just There's a lesson here to be learned. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. As I see, again, this this anxiety, particularly in, in faith communities, this anxiety over 2024 and who we're going to have. You know, so it, just for perspective, and this is not to, not to belittle anyone or anything, but, you know, a lot of Christians in, in 2016 decided, you know what, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I, I, who cares about his character? I'm not looking for a prophet, priest, or king. I'm looking for a president of the United States. He'll fight the left. Okay. So they compromised uh, their values and, and what they professed. They used to be all character counts. We got to impeach Bill Clinton. Now they're like, who cares about character? We got to fight the left. And what have you gotten since? Uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. You've gotten uh, transgenderism run amok. You've gotten now states uh, passing uh, abortion till birth constitutional amendments in swing states. You got all the things that you thought you were fighting against uh, and the escalation of it, the speeding up of it. 
My my point here is is not that you should sit on the sidelines and, and not be political. My my point is that look at Apple. Apple didn't try to take control of government to do what it wanted. It just did it. And there are a lot of people in America today who think you must control the political processes to get the outcomes you want as opposed to just going out and doing it. Go start your own homeschool co-op. Work with other parents. Divide it up so that not all the parents have to be there at once for parents who have jobs. You can go do that. Uh, in my neighborhood, there's a homeschool co-op, and it's a group of parents who didn't want to pay private school prices, didn't want their kids in public schools. They got together, and they farm out the schedule so that the, the parents who can do it can do it, and, and it's age-appropriate, and the older kids help the younger kids. They now rely on a um, they rely on a local uh, church that allows them space to meet where the parents get together and they do this stuff. They're not paying tuition. They, they help each other out, and their kids are getting a great education. They just went out and did it. They didn't wait for the money to come. They just did it. I'm a little bit concerned about all the people who think now we've got to control government to get done what we want to get done as opposed to going to do it. Chick-fil-A did not do that. They just decided we're going to run a business based on our values and we're going to close on Sunday. Everybody loves Chick-fil-A. I know, like, I, I was reading a story the other day. It was a um, Guilty Pleasures article in the New York Times. It was New York Times Sunday Magazine. And it was talking to uh, people about their guilty pleasures, the things that they love that they feel guilty for loving. And one of them was an actor and writer in Hollywood. And the thing that he refuses to give up, the thing he loves, is Chick-fil-A. And he wrote about how he feels bad every time he goes until he eats it. And it's so good he doesn't feel bad anymore. But he knows he should be because this company, oh, its values are such the antithesis of his values. And he shouldn't spend his money there. But he loves it so much. And the people are so nice there. It was really funny to read. It's like You could go do that. Instead of deciding that you need to control politics to get your outcome. And this goes back to Apple. Yeah, yeah, okay, Apple, we are in this weird world now where secularism has become a religion. I, I saw a headline in my local paper that uh, down in Macon, Georgia now, that, you know, we had the month of, we had Pride Month. You got National Coming Out Day. Well, they're going to do another Pride Week in middle Georgia where I live, except now they're going to do nine days instead of seven days. They had so many local businesses and groups that wanted to be involved. It's going to be nine days, including a drag queen parade and other things. It's like Christianity arranges its liturgical calendar around the events of Christ's life. The secular calendar is now aligned around sex and creation. Uh, you got Earth Day and you got Pride Month and, and you got Pride Week and National Coming Out Day and, and all this other stuff. And it, it's, it's aligned based on the values of the secular world around you. And, and you can be appalled at that and you can say, I wish I could control. You don't have to control. You just don't have to participate. You do your own thing. And yet well, they will try to make you care. I am the guy who coined the phrase, you will be made to care. I wrote a book on that. But this this whole idea that I need to control government to make this stuff happen? No, you don't. Apple decided it wanted to be a carbon-neutral company by 2030, and it has almost met the deadline, and it's only 2023. Good for them. 
good for them. I, I, I don't care about the issue, but they clearly do, and they decided to set out to do it. God bless them for doing it. Chick-fil-A did not need the government, nor did Hobby Lobby, to uh, control how people go to work and when they go to work. There's this big issue now. I, I, I saw some of the Theo bros on, on social media say, you know what we need? You know what we need? We need the government to go back to blue laws and force businesses to close on Sunday. You know, what you could actually do is just start a business and decide you're going to have it close on Sunday and pay a good wage and put employees over profits and take care of your employees in a way, and you're going to build loyalty even among those people who might feel guilty doing business with you because you're a good company and, and they know it. You, you don't have to control government. You know, it, I, I, I wrote about this this morning, the um, blessed are the meek because they will hear the earth from the Beatitudes. In the early church days of the Roman Empire, they were getting ruthlessly sacrificed and killed and slaughtered and burned at the stake and fed to wild beasts, and they smiled they took care of their neighbors. If they ran businesses, they were they treated their employees way better than the than the pagan Romans. People wanted to go work for these these people, even though they would get killed. They they wanted to go work for them. Many of them converted. They didn't control the government, but they wound up taking over the Roman Empire. Blessed are the meek. They inherit the earth in more ways than one. They inherited the Roman Empire. And now you got a whole lot of people in politics these days who are brave biblical donkeys who profess to be people of faith who don't look any different from the people they're opposed to, and they want the means and the power to get things done and to bully people into doing other things, as opposed to like Apple. They just went and did it. The Kathy family, Christians, they just went and did it. You, you don't have to be so worked up in the existential frenzy that you got to take over government. Just, just go do it. Live your life. Treat other people well. Love your neighbor. Faith-based person or not. There's so much you can do to change the country without controlling Washington. And there's a lot you can do with your portfolio by investing in precious metals, thanks to Swiss America. Trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years in this country. They help people protect their hard-earned assets. They can get you into gold and silver investments and teach you how to use this part of your IRA, your 401k, or more. And right now, you can get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar at the amazing low price of $13.50 each delivered, up to 250 per customer while supplies last. You can also get their great War on Cash report. It's a secret war. Governments and businesses try to force you into digital currencies and plastic to be able to control your spending power as opposed to you using cash. They have a really eye-opening report on this. All you have to do to get the report or to get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar is call them 800-289-2646. Call them and mention my name or text my name to 800-289-2646. Message data rates apply. Or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You can get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar like I did. It is a beautiful silver coin. It makes a great gift for your kids and grandkids too. 800-289-2646 or SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am very happy to have you. Um, did I mention this hour is brought to you by... <laughs> I had it in my head that I did it. I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I just got a text message from 
someone and I'm like, oh, very nice guy. I need to reply to him. Um, this hour of the program is brought to you by the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. I have known the Frost for years. They are committed to the conservative cause and also to helping small businesses grow. This family is so entrepreneurial, and they've been doing the First Liberty since the 90s. They help small businesses become big businesses. They have a lot of experience in it where a lot of lenders are, well, they're looking at their feet and not sure what to do with interest rates and the like. This is where First Liberty shines. If you're buying a building or building a building or buying a franchise, expanding a franchise, you see opportunities where banks are not sure, reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. They can help any business in the United States nationwide, they can help. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, I must note Mitt Romney is retiring. Now, don't fool yourselves. I, there's some internet troll who, who's after me on this one because I noted that Romney would win re-election if he were to run for the Senate in, in Utah. Your anecdotes don't matter. The Romney family is a dynasty in Utah. Utahns aren't down with Trumpism so much. They like Romney-style Republicanism. And Romney would win handily in Utah if he ran again for election. But he's not going to. He says he's too old. He wants to spend time with his family. He can't get anything done. He doesn't like where the Republican Party's headed. And of course, the media is, is gaga over this. What they have missed, however, what they have missed is that Romney said Joe Biden should get out of the way, too. Notice that that in all the media uh, celebration of Mitt Romney being so candid about the horrors of the Republican Party and, and the authoritarian streak and not being down with the Constitution, they've totally glossed over the fact he says Joe Biden's too old. They've totally glossed over the fact that um, that Mitt Romney thinks that Joe Biden needs to step aside and let someone else younger be in the job. And meanwhile, the Democrats are really circling. They're getting very, very defensive about Joe Biden. It's the defensiveness of fandom, the inability to note that there is something wrong on one's own side. It, it's like, uh, like, like a, a football fan who will not allow anyone to question the moves made. They're allowed to question it, but nobody else is. Or there's an act of disloyalty, or, or you must be on the other side. I want to talk about that when we come back. The, 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 the disloyalty within fandom and the defensiveness of fandom and how you're just not allowed to say things that sometimes need to be said. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.